Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Remember Southern Comfort? The alcohol that you did shots of in college? Well, it's back with 100 proof. And this is kind of a new Southern Comfort, man. It's an, a nice fresh start if you're getting bored of all the other silly little cordials and liqueurs and whiskeys and vodkas. You're getting tired of it, right? So now, maybe take a little SoCo. Now, it's great on its own. You've had it neat, I'm sure, or if you had it on the rocks. But it's good with Coke uh, or, you know, soda. I love it personally with just a little splash of lime or ginger ale or seltzer if you want to keep it healthy. A little SoCo seltzer with a splash of lime is, you know, rather low carb. I know the listeners of High and Mighty prefer it low carb. But Southern Comfort 100 Proof is like a distinguished taste, flavor profile, unique blends of fruits and spices. It's a sophisticated spirit without the bite. It's like being – it's whiskey that's super drinkable. <laughs> so just remember, Southern Comfort wants you to live comfortably and drink responsible. SoCo 100 Proof. Check it out. What's up, shitheads? Welcome to another episode of High and Mighty. It's your boy, the number one fuck boy, John Gabris, the host of this fucking shit show. Thanks again for tuning in, or if you're just if this is playing randomly on a Spotify in an insane asylum's waiting room, enjoy, you sickos. Guys, it's your number one fuck boy. I want to thank you, the number two through infinity fuck boys and girls out there. The number two fuck boys and fuck girls. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite hobbies, arguably my childhood babysitter, with one of my friends, genius, comic, and host of Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover. Hello. Hi, Adam Wave. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Adam Wave to you guys. Listen. Hi, hi everybody. Hi. See, oh my god, it is so good to be here. Oh my god, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm not hosting. Sorry. Got we're, Adam's waiting for your response. Please yeah. tweet at him and let him know how you're doing. Are you guys having a good time? <laughs> <sighs> ridiculous um, adam thanks for coming on the podcast oh man. thank you for having me this is such a lovely place to be look I, at this i feel like you get pigeonholed into talking about 
video games a lot. I love it. There's nothing I'd rather be talking about. Exactly. But I was about to times. say, I feel like you're okay with being in that pigeon. Oh, a hundred percent. I've been trying to be like, I mean, the show just started, um, you know, like this last, that came out last year and it's doing well, which is great. And that's what people know me for. So now my career, my agents are, they do informational comedy, want to educate people and stuff like that. And I kind of just want to talk about video games. Like <laughs> right before the show went up, I tried to start a YouTube series um, uh, called uh, Fave Game and Fuck This Game, where I'd play like video games with, with comics and that was fun but it was too it was i had started the show and i couldn't keep doing it i've been doing twitch streaming a lot you know which oh, is like right. is like really it's just like oh you get to play video games and banter with people and so like, it's talk like to video people. games running concurrently with a live podcast yeah have you ever done it i i I have it's so much fun yeah it's like so you stream but also film yourself yeah i i just do it on ps4 because it's really easy and it's got a camera and just puts you in the corner it throws people's comments up on the side and so they're playing so like i was playing like bloodborne and uh which i hate and i'm very bad at but people (laughs) were like literally it was people going like okay now no go left no don't let that guy see okay no you can do it adam just takes practice and i would like banter and then they'd say like Ask Adam Ruins Everything questions. It's, oh, it's that's, fun. That's anyway. really fun. Oh, awesome. And uh, the reason I thought to have you on was every time I would go in, uh, when you worked at College Humor and Big Breakfast, every time I would go in, I would always corner Jeff Rubin and Pat Castles and talk to them about movies yeah. as long as possible. And then the second that wore out its welcome, <laughs> which is quick with Castles and Rubin, I would eyeball you. I'd be like, all right, Conover, what games are you playing? Flash games, iPhone games. And I just get like, I'd get uploaded. That was like my nerd triumvirate. It's so I would funny go- <laughs> how little I give a shit about movie talk. I don't care about movies at all. I see like two movies a year. I never see I but I video games I keep up with I play every video game I and you know now that I have a job I buy every video game and I play at least a little bit of it right but now that I have a job wasn't that the best <laughs> when I became when I got a PA job at VH1 when I first graduated college I started buying comics every Wednesday again for the first time in like yeah, 10 years it's I great. was making like $200 a week and I was like <laughs> buying $80 worth of comics it's such a problem I mean I obviously when we're when the show is on I work insanely hard and it's like um I, I buy the games because it gives me that thrill of fun and then I get to play it for like an hour. You know what I mean? Right, like, and, that's, and, I, and that's the best way to do it. Like when my wife goes out of town uh, for like an extended period of time, I always get a new game because I'm yes. like, this will be my comfort. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll play it. And then like I, like I bought The Witcher 3 and like I made a special trip to GameStop while I was in New York. I didn't even have my PS4. I was just like, I want to buy a game today. And I went and bought it. I brought it home. I played it for two hours. I probably will never play it again. I play, I, I've put about eight hours in Witcher 3. Yeah. I've been chasing the fucking Skyrim. Uh, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I, I had such a great time playing Skyrim and it was the first like AAA game I played in years at the time. And I was like in a very depressed part of my life. When what does I AAA it. mean? AAA, like, like a big budget game, oh, like okay, a big, yeah. like, like a, you know, a huge, lot of huge. people are playing it. It's yes, huge. exactly. Yeah, it's $60, right, you know, right. it's going to be a hundred hours. Um, and I was in a really depressed point in my life when I played it, but it was such an immersive experience that it like really transported me. And it's exactly, I've been chasing that. I bought Fallout 4 and Dragon Age Inquisition and Witcher 3, all of them hoping I would have that Skyrim feeling Yo, again. And same, I didn't get it. Same exact thing. <laughs> I bought those three games, dude. Oh, and God. Us, uh, Dragon it Age. It seems so sad put that way. It is, but it's true. Like, I don't even need it to be as good as Skyrim. I just need to get into that like groove that Skyrim yeah. gave me where I was enjoying. And Dragon just, like, Age was too complicated to me. Yeah, too complicated. Too not many fun. parties. Uh, uh, yeah. And Fallout 4, I thought, was the same thing for me. 
Fall, Fallout 4 was like... I, I never played any of the previous Fallouts. Me neither. Me neither. And I liked Fallout 4 okay. Um, like, I was like, oh, good. It's It feels the same as Skyrim. It's a similar, like, gameplay loop, right? Where you, like, you arrive, you you kit out in the in the town, you get all your gear, you upgrade everything, you go out, you, you know, go to the dungeon, loot, 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 yeah. and you go to cool, unique uh, locations. I just didn't like the world. I, I was... It was a little... F- I'm not I, I'm not into the... Uh, why is it... Uh, here's what I don't, understand, I don't understand about Fallout. Why is it also the 40s? It doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> right. like post-apocalyptic. The game is set in the year 3000, and they're like, because they invented nuclear power in the 40s, it was just the 40s forever. But then there are people in the year 3000 who are talking like they're in the 40s, and it's like, I don't think the 40s are that cool or interesting of a right. time, right. and it doesn't make any sense. And it was it's actually not, we were pretty, pretty awful globally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who are these people who are like, I love this game that's set in the 40s. I can't wait to go back to the White 40s. People. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of black gamers going, <laughs> man, finally I get to play a game that takes place in the 40s in America. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I don't know, but Skyrim, I was like, into. I read the fucking books in Skyrim. Skyrim was one of the games that I thought, uh, and we should just, I could do an episode on Skyrim. Me too. But one of the things I liked about Skyrim was that it was just complicated enough yeah like fallout 4 the second they were like oh don't forget to build out your home base i was like oh this oh, is too yeah. frustrating i, I got remember. a little bit into building the guns i thought that was that neat. was fun like uh, modifying the weapons and yeah. adding shit like that but yeah skyrim was mostly like you um just whacked stuff you know and people yeah. thought the combat was too simple but i but i liked it because i played like a summoner and i would just like i played a stealthy summoner and so i would just summon guys and then hide and it was a fun way to play you know <laughs> I played a stealthy archer and I would just like hide and like yeah. lights people up like poison That's arrow, great. blah, blah, and just try to headshot them from but a distance. I, I think the thing I love about Skyrim, so, and this is what Fallout 4 didn't have and it disappointed me. Skyrim the best has the best level progression I've ever seen because in Skyrim, you just get better at what you do. Like by right. doing something, you improve. So if you, you're firing bows and then it's like, oh, your archery goes up, you know? Um, right. It makes sense. It's yeah. like usage. And yeah. so I thought that I would, when I played, I was like, I'm going to be a classic thief. I'm just gonna go stab you know i'm gonna sneak and stab right but i just was using magic and then it started going like oh your conjuration went up your your (laughs) destruction went up and i was like oh i guess i thought i was gonna be a thief but in my heart i'm really a sneaky mage right you know and that was what ended up happening and so but fallout is that structure where instead you got to make the choice up top you got to decide what your stats are oh that's nothing stresses me i hate that nothing why do they make a game like that i think games should if they want to have that structure, that's fine. But then when you hit like level 60, you should get free respects. Yes, exactly. Like if you get some crazy has a high level, you should be able to respect for free. Or you could, yeah. should be able to get an artifact that's not impossible to get where you can respect. Or just respect any time. Right, you know? which would be like the coolest way to do it. But I understand if they want to make you, yeah. make your decisions matter. Because that... that I love Skyrim, but that's the thing that stressed me about it too. I'd get to like level thirty five, and I'd be like, "Do I really want to be an archer? Maybe I want to be a sword and shield yeah. knight." And yeah. I go back and redo, and I get up to like level thirty. I'm like, "Magic! I should do magic!" <laughs> and I kept making all these different characters that yeah. were like super focused in different things. I mean, I like games where like like Diablo three, if I remember correctly, let you respect like you. You were your one class, but then right. you could just like rejigger all of your weapons and just be okay. I was being a glass cannon mage, right. but now I'm a defensive mage, right? You know, exactly. or whatever. And I, I love. Diablo yeah. 3 is another one. So this is great. So I brought you on because I wanted to talk about... I, I The other day I was realizing I was like talking to someone. I was like, 
oh yeah, that was the summer of Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. And I said, the summer of Goldeneye, the person looked at me weird and I was like, oh, I can look back in my life and pick when video games, like, like movies, yeah. like I can look back in my life and be like, oh, that I, I remember the two years in Brooklyn was when I played Skyrim. Yes. Uh, I've been playing Tomb Raider, the rise of Tomb Raider for Xbox recently. And that's like, I will look back on this time because it's just something you do for a couple of yes. hours a week. It just feeds into your memory. Yeah, I remember like I was playing, uh, Oh wait! What, what, what was? Oh yeah, I got Metal Gear Solid during the end of us shooting the first season of the show. Right, and I exactly. was playing it. I would come home really late, and I would be wiped, and I would play a little Metal Gear. Like I remember that. I'll never forget that. About right, exactly. The so, new one. I mean. So I thought let's like maybe it'd be fun to go back and go through our video game sort of history, like our yes. or our video game origin <laughs> stories, if you will, and then kind of run through it. So the goal of this will be not to go too in depth on either game, but that's willing to happen because tangents are not only a Allowed, they're encouraged on high and mighty got it but uh, maybe we'll try to actively get through a bunch and yeah. uh not talk too much about any one game yeah yeah let's just see but also uh if we end up just talking exclusively about river city ransom for five <laughs> hours that's fine by me <laughs> um can i uh actually no i'll save it for later i'm gonna work my way to telling you where i was when i played skyrim that's okay. going to be how I'm going to end. We'll go chronological, Because right, right? you said it was a depressing part of my life. It was a depressing life. part of my life, and it was a very, it's a stark <laughs> image. And so I want to, yeah. All right, excellent. That sounds good. So uh, how how early do you remember video games being introduced into your life? <laughs> now I feel like this is getting Freudian, right? <laughs> I mean, really before I was born, I feel that they were, <laughs> I don't know. Something, it's like I can't, I, I never, I don't think I ever lived a life without them. Do you have the older part. siblings? No, no older siblings. I think I, I, I have a very vague memory of going over to like either a cousin or a friend's house and them having Duck Hunt. I remember playing Duck Hunt before... Uh, but you know, before actually having a system. Um, oh, okay, yeah, that's awesome. I remember my my dad had Atari, and he like played it like once or twice, and I was too young to really wrap my head around it. And then when I got to be like eight or something like that, whenever I got like Nintendo, eight bit Nintendo, yeah. Whenever it came out, when was that? Like ninety ninety two? Um, no, it was earlier than that. It was like eighty. Five. Okay, so maybe I didn't early. get it because I would have been three. Maybe I didn't get it when it came out. Yeah, but was... I, I I pretty much had eight bit Nintendo from when I could like yes. when I had a remote personality. I remember specifically. I ha I got it when. Okay, first of all, I have a very I have a very strong memory of seeing the commercial for Mario Brothers three. Do you remember this commercial? Yeah, where it was like there was all these kids going Mario, Mario, yes. Mario, yeah. and it was and it was pulling out from a crowd like a like an airplane shot. It went up, 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 and it was like Powers of Ten, like that Eames movie. You know, right, it was yeah, like yeah. it pulls out, it pulls out. You see the whole Earth, and the whole Earth is covered in all the kids. Their shirts are making the shape of a giant flying Mario, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like Super Mario Brothers. Three. Right, which was also uh, previewed in the, the film Wizard. Wizard. Yeah. Yes, which I remember seeing the commercials for as well. Yeah. But I know I got he got hundred thousand points in Double Dragon. When I got the NES, we got Super Mario Brothers one and three simultaneously because it was still coming bundled with one, and then we got three. So I believe, and I believe three came out in nineteen ninety. I think I would have been seven, and yeah. so I got them both at the same time. I think that's probably around the time I got video. I remember getting Super Mario Brothers two too, as well two as well. Yeah, that's the one. Where you uh, choose Mario, Luigi, yeah. Princess. My cousin had that one, and that was a big thing for me with video games because I had a cousin who lived in Connecticut, and he had different video games. And so that was like I'd go to his house, and it'd be like these like parallel universe games that he had that I couldn't. I only played at his house. Oh, right. So like at his house, I played. Talking about history, I played. Um, 
Uh, Mario Brothers 2, he had Ninja Gaiden, he had Rampage, which was a really great kid game because you could play it for hours and try to beat it. Like, it yeah. took like six hours to beat, you know? Right, and it was so user-friendly, that game. Yes, it was, it was like, just pew, pew, move pew. and punch. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was really good. I remember when I babysat a kid when I was younger. I used to be a babysitter slash mother's helper because I was the oldest of th- uh, three boys, so I kind of had experience helping out around the house. And I would go to this kid's house, and he would pretty much just have me play his video games. <laughs> And it was like one of the best jobs I ever had. I think the mom paid me $10 an hour cash. And I would sit down and just beat video games for this kid. Because he was like eight and I was like 14. He'd be like... He just like, wanted to see the Yeah, end. he just wanted to... He was like... He was excited that this quote-unquote older kid played. But also, yes. he's like, I can't beat this game. I'm like, put it in. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Man, beating video games was such a different experience that... I, I, here's the thing. I was doing this on, on Twitch, actually, because they, they came up with Mega Man Legacy Collection which is like the first six Mega Man games on, on PlayStation. Holy and shit. So Mega was, Man gave me so much Ajna when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, well, the, oh, yeah. I, like, could not li- I could not beat that game. I could, the, I could beat like... Yeah. Sorry, go, go, go. What, what I was going to say is that I the first one I played was Mega Man 3 because that is, to me, in my head, was the most important Mega Man. I never owned it. The reason it was the most important was my neighbors, whose mom would babysit me, they had it. And I would play it at their house. So it was the first Mega Man I played. Oh. And... Um, I played a lot of it, and I have very strong recommendation with it, and uh, very strong connection with it. And so I played it, you know, streaming a retro game. It'll be fun. It's so fucking hard. It's the Mega Man games were always yeah. hard. I feel it, like. I mean, I think that one might have been the hardest, but like I remember playing multiple levels and like getting through it, and you know. And this was like some of these early Nintendo games didn't have saves, and like, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This had passwords, but it was like okay, like a Mega Man level is like you remember uh, you get three lives, and like. If if you get to the boss, right, um, you you get to the point where if you die when you're fighting the boss, you just fight the boss again. You don't have to go back to the beginning, right? Right. Um, the level itself is punishingly hard, but you get to the boss, you die, you go back to the be- you, you fight the boss again. But you have to do trial and error to figure out which weapon works on the boss, right? Because it's like Cutman kills electricity. It's exactly there, it, there's like some sort of logic to it yes. where it's like fire beats wood. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. while you're doing that, you also have to be avoiding him. So basically, you're gonna die at least once while you're trying to figure out which weapon to use. Right. So you gotta and get like, there with a couple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so if you die, then you got to start the whole level over again. And the level is so hard that it's just like I, I tried to do it. And as a 32 year old and I was like, guys, we're doing save states because the game lets you save and load states like an emulator. Right, and, right. And everyone watching a church was like, go ahead, man. We don't blame you for cheating. Like this is too this fucking game hard. is too hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I remember just passwords, dude. You just made me think of that like like this fucking notebook that was next to my little TV in the basement where we played. <laughs> it was just like scrawled yep. with shit. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Just scrawled with... Dude, uh, it was I re- great because they were like secret codes, like like you would know special ones. Right. You know? Well, like the perfect example is this, and I don't know where we found it out, but Justin Bailey. I knew you were going to say Justin Bailey. Yeah. Justin Bailey. And this is weird because my brother's name was Justin and our friend's name was Rob Bailey. This kid that was <laughs> over there was playing. And he was like, it's Justin Bailey is a password. And we were like, we thought we accidentally yeah. came up with Th- it. This has a really cool story that I read about like recently. Oh, I can't um, believe I didn't ever look that up as an adult. It's a, <laughs> but tell this, me. This is like fitting too much into my personal brand of myth busting, but I love this story. <laughs> so that was like Metroid, right? If you put in the Justin Bailey code, it was like Justin Bailey and then it was dash, 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 right? You met, Samus would be wearing like she, her suit would be off, you know, and, yeah. and you, you would find out weapon. that A, Samus is a girl. Yeah. And B, she wouldn't have the fucking helmet on. She'd be, and, and exactly. she could roll forever and do bomb. 
bombs. Yeah, and and you'd start in Norfair, I think, instead of the normal place. Um, and people were like, there were rumors. People were like, oh, there's a programmer named Justin Bailey, and that's his name. Or there's a really weird one that people would say uh, it was like just in Bailey, and that Bailey was a like a Japanese or British term for like a bathing suit, oh. which is not true. It's literally just like that random collection of letters happened to mean something in the Metroid password system, and it was so easy to remember that people thought it was like some kind of code. But oh, like, so that password just happened to be J U S T I N B A L E Y. Exactly. It's just like if you think about it, each letter is just like one coordinate in the Metroid memory system. You know what I mean? Right. So there. Whereas it could also have been X B T R M J F T. Exactly. Exactly. One, and so someone just found Justin Bailey, and that one was one that you could articulate to someone over the and they phone. Were like, and they were like, "What does this mean? There must be someone named Justin Bailey." But it was just total chance. Oh, that's that, so funny. I think it was like a Polygon article or something about it. I it's, remember that. But dude. that is like a classic piece of like NES. Like it was like you know word of mouth. Like it wasn't in. I maybe it was in a couple magazines and stuff. But it yeah. was you know pre-internet. Like just like cause I think I think it was like the cousin network. Like just cousins tell each other. Right. Just cousins. He tells his friends at school. They tell their yeah. cousins. Because <laughs> actually, this came up because we were talking about like um, I was talking with some comics about like schoolyard songs. You know, like yeah. um, like uh, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, or right. stuff like that. And like I was like, I grew up on Long Island. You grew up in Iowa. Like we know this. We both had Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, but it wasn't in mass media or anything. Right. Like it was. And and we were like, what was? It? And we were like, it's like the cousin network. It's like or summer camps. It's like places kids come together. Right. It's like this weird knowledge substrate that is spread by cousins. Right. Like someone's uh, one older cousin references it to you <laughs> one time. You as a kid go. What? Robin laid an egg? I'm fucking in. And then the second you get around younger kids, you're like, guys, the Batmobile lost its fucking wheel. And it's like, everyone is all juiced up and excited by it. Exactly. Shit, really and, it, and it travels really far, but it goes across state lines. That's incredible. Because kids can't get around by themselves and they don't have access right, to communication. Right. It's equipment. just like when you visit your cousin. Yep. I f and like summer camp was a good example of that, too. That's, yes. yeah. Yes. I remember like, that's how I learned about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. called summer camp was like my first like facebook where you go there and be like hey what's the adam this adam sandler album oh cool this is fucking <laughs> awesome i'll bring this back to my school <coughs> excuse me or a jewish kid will bring back something else from yes. their camp into my school i'm like i remember again off topic but danny tannenbaum this kid in my fourth grade class was like i randomly saw this show on mtv it was a cartoon two dudes they loved fire and they painted their house with ice cream and i was like what he's like it's called beavis and butthead i'm like that's the best name of a show ever and then i had to just every day put on fucking mtv and sit there and be like please and then one time i was like i was like oh my god this is the show i've been taught been dying to see and then i watched the episode i was like this is the best thing on television the pencil in the eye was like i saw that and i was like holy shit i'll be honest i was a very like um polite like um not like i didn't like getting in trouble and stuff and yeah. so beef is a butthead i was like mm, this is a little too rude for me like that was sorry mom but it. this is rude and crude yeah i don't these boys are not nice like that was my personality and so i was like not for not for young adam no sir i'll play mario thank you very much he's i actually had the same relationship with um with sonic the hedgehog um like i was always a nintendo kid and not a sega kid because same was, here yeah it was very much you had to choose one or the other but one of the things was like 
I didn't, I literally thought Sonic was like a little scary. Like he was a little too, they were like, he's intense, he goes so fast. I was like, that's too much for <laughs> right. me. Like, I like the nice Italian older gentleman yeah. who goes in the toilet water and swims yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so bright and colorful. Like, like it was like, like Sega was so aggressive. It was like, I was like, no, that's, yeah, I don't, you not know, nice. Uh, I thought when I had Nintendo, I thought I wanted Sega because it, Sega was playing itself like, this is the cool kids, get Sega. Yeah. Like yeah. even when Genesis came out, I was like, Genesis, Altered Beast, this yeah. is for fucking crazy well, kids. And their slogan was like, Sega does what Nintendo don't, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I like, my friend got it, and I was like, oh, Nintendo's still better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Across, so much better. So the you games, were a Nintendo kid, then you, you went to SENA. So we talked a little bit yes. about our Nintendo games. Yes. What, what's an uh, 8-bit original Nintendo game that when you look back on that time, you spent an inordinate amount of time? Oh, playing? God. Um, let's see. I got to Let's see. I spent... Uh, I mean, I, it, it's funny because... I think with NES games, like I think I wasn't old enough to beat them for the most right, part, right. and 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 NES games are also way too hard. So like I played like a lot of, I remember playing like a lot of the original Final Fantasy. Like I put so many hours into that game, and I didn't fucking get anywhere with it. it Final was Fantasy one. Final Fantasy one. Okay, yes. yes, yes, I played that one a lot. Yeah. Final Fantasy two, I played in an insane amount. Yes, so that, that was, was when that was Nintendo as well. That was Super Nintendo. That was Super Nintendo. That was later called Final Fantasy four. Four, right? right that's what you're talking about yeah yes um, so that one was cecil kane yes yeah, okay yeah. And, and so that was the one that like when i when we got to super nintendo like me and that was when i was like a nerd and i had nerd friends and we were so fucking into super nintendo rpgs like that was like our main form of media final fantasy 3 is like the is yes. my super nintendo so my 8-bit nintendo game was um i played a lot of the original final fantasy but my 8-bit nintendo game was river city ransom oh me and my yeah, brother yeah, played yeah. that i love it just and we were terrible at it we didn't get very far yeah. it was very hard we get just far enough to buy dragon feet and stone yes. hands to do the yes. triple punches and triple kicks but we would never make it that far in that game it was yes. so difficult that's why i think um one thing that is i i think about mario 3 a lot you know because there's so many amazing design innovations in that game and one of them is that you can get you can beat it in about a, an hour if you if right. you get the warp whistle whistles. warp whistle jump around another yeah. warp whistle use, use one of the use one of the wings shoot across the top whatever Ex you need to do exactly yeah. and so you get to feel like you can play a lot of the game even without spending so much and then you can get a little completionist and go back I think exactly. Mario sixty four sort of did that for people too where you're like yes. do you want to go back and try to get all the coins yeah. now yeah River City Ransom was so good that was like a big rental for me oh uh, yeah <laughs> dude I remember renting games from Blockbuster and video games and more on Merrick Road and Merrick on Long Island oh yeah. man. And I we ours was called Square One Video in uh, Rocky Point, oh, <laughs> Long awesome. Island. Awesome. I also played a lot of those. Um, uh, remember Shadow Run? Yeah, that company came out with like two more games that were like Shadow Run. That that's like these point and click adventure games, but they were like on the NES. Oh yeah, and I loved those games. I always played like there was one called The Uninvited, which is like a haunted house, and there's one called Deja Vu, which was like you were like a you were like a detective, and it's got like this awesome jazz soundtrack that's I like on I NES. I played that. I think I played that. that. Game I is, remember that. Yeah, that game was fucking great. Like you wake, you're a detective, and you wake up because somebody roofied you, and you don't remember who you are, and then like you're always meeting like tramps who are like hey remember last night and you're yeah. like I don't remember last night like it I was awesome this. yes I did play this that's awesome yeah. so, then, so then we went to Super Nintendo and Super Nintendo yeah Final Fantasy 3 I'm sure for you which I don't know oh what, what's the Japanese number for that that's 6 6, six. that's the one with yes. like 
you can get 20 people and choose four at a time. Yes. Uh, Saban, Edgar. Yeah. I played that game. I've played that game at least twice through in my life. And I'm always thinking, like, maybe I should play it again, like, all the way through. I'm currently thinking maybe I should play it again. It's so good. Final Fantasy IV is very good. And that was the one that, like, when I made my nerd friends... Um, cause I like, uh, you know, my new friend group, they were already into that game and they were like, oh, you got to try this. You go to the moon yes. and like shit like that. And like, oh, you meet all these cool characters. But then when final fantasy six came out, we kind of all played it together uh, and starting like, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that game is like, so who are the, let's just throw back to final fantasy four. Who are some of those characters that were in there? Uh, there was Cecil, the dark knight, but then he becomes like a paladin. Right. There was Kane, the dragoon. There was, there was Yang who was a karate man. Oh, right. The shirtless yeah. karate man. Then there was. It's not racist because it's a Japanese game, so right. they can call him a karate man, you know. There was Sid, who was like the engineer with the hammer. And he had a big beard, yeah. yeah. Was um, Terra, Terra was six. Terra was six. You're thinking of Rosa, who is the summoner. Rydia. Uh, oh, Rydia. Yes, Rydia. Rosa, Rosa was, was the, the white mage. Was the white mage. Rydia was the summoner. And it's actually kind of a trope. And actually, so many Final Fantasy games, just realizing this, have like Green a, hair weak, girl. a weak female spellcaster who's very very powerful but like all the other characters have to protect her right you know she and who has the slowest uh curve of mm-hmm. like they're like terrible for levels one through nine but and then, then when they they're like really 10 powerful. plus they like Rydia yeah. was always the best yes yeah because she summoned all the big monsters and stuff right but that game had both of those games had like um they had like plots and like they weren't really cutscenes. they were just like scenes where the characters would walk around and talk right and dramatic shit would happen and like you know, I don't know what it is. Like, JRPGs don't work for me anymore in the same way. Like, new ones. To me, it feels like the storytelling is worse. I don't know. JRPG if meaning Japanese. Japanese RPGs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's that, like, they were better, better. I think the storytelling was a little bit better, but also it was like. The what always draws me to video games is when the experience is extremely rich for the time. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, like I loved text adventures when I was a really young kid because it was a very deep, like literary experience. You know? Yeah. That that other games couldn't deliver because they were so rudimentary. And those Super Nintendo RPGs were like they were so. Final Fantasy three was so uh, six was so rich. Yes. You could beat the game and not get all of the characters. You could not meet whole. You go to and each each of the characters had his own. Has his his or her own story and plot line and like problem they were trying to solve and backstory you could find out and they each had their own like theme song their own like leitmotif like it was a yeah. fucking opera there was an opera in the game right dude it was a legit opera in the game yes on uh, and yeah. the characters were so amazing yes it, it was like just the most fun archetypes of like fantasy type games yes just like Setzer the gambler yes uh, Edgar the toolman yes. I remember I I mean I could yeah. talk about that game for here's, hours here's the cool. This is this thing that blew my mind. Ten years later, this is like one of my favorite facts about the game. You remember Shadow, the ninja? Yeah, and he's like all like like secret, and and he's like, oh, you don't know what his deal is. He's hiding a secret pain inside. He almost never talks, you know. But he had a really cool theme song, you know. Do you remember it? It was yeah. sort of like dunk 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 dunk, you know, like yeah. that. Um, it was like very very eerie and cool. Um, and then years later, I watched Once Upon a Time in the West, the Sergio Leone movie. Do you know that yeah. movie? Yeah, uh, I because I, I fell in love with like spaghetti westerns. And there's a character named Cheyenne in that movie that has a song that sounds just like that by Ennio Morricone, like the great film, yeah, yeah, yeah. film composer. And I realized 20 years after playing that game, oh, uh, Nobuo, Shadow's a cowboy. Shadow's, yeah, Shadow, no, Nobuo Uematsu, like the composer, was 
quoting this Ennio Morricone theme uh, in a video game on the Super Nintendo in like 1993. On, in MIDI style. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> on a computer chip. And I'm like, that's how. And if you look at the time, that, it's like they do that in like 16 megabytes of RAM. Like, right. They had nothing to do that with. And their their ideas were so great. That and game big, is you know? so in depth. Like, I remember being like, every time. The, the big thing about Final Fantasy VI was that you get to when you think you won. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, that was actually pretty easy. And then, like, your <laughs> main character, Terra, wakes up and you're in a. You have to find everyone again. You're, and it's people the post, it's the, after the apocalypse. Right. The apocalypse happens. Yes. Which that, is just that, awesome. I, I, I was devastated by that. I was like, what did I do? And it's like this all the places that you went and it was like a lush green world yeah. um, are like And now destroyed. they had like their flips, they're like their mirror images of themselves, like yeah. they're all destroyed. And there's like corrupted versions of the monsters you fought before. Right, and, and then you gotta find all the new, find all your guys again. Yeah. Then there's like so, there's like hidden characters that when yes. you, like when you find out about the Yeti's name, what, like Omaru or yeah, uh, um, Umaru or whatever. Uh, Gogo yeah. and Umaru were the two, yeah. right? And yeah. when you find out about them, you're like, what? <laughs> they, what is this? They're like, yeah, dude, you don't have the Yeti? You can't control him he just does whatever he wants and fights well, i'm like i need the yeti i was obsessed with gao the character the, the gao, little uh, the, the little guy the who do boy. lore yeah the beast boy yeah the beast boy because yeah. he would do a thing where he could he could leap onto enemies and then he would it would you, steal like their he would steal their powers and some of their powers were like really were really powerful and i i, I always love the idea in any game of like using the monsters moves or like controlling monsters i don't know right. why i was thinking yeah that's cool, well but. it was kind of new for the time too yeah. for sure then yeah. just like pokemon made that like that's all of pokemon, that's the premise you know? behind yeah and that was proving to be rather yes. successful <laughs> yes uh super nintendo what other games did we play on Chron Super Chrono Trigger was like to me uh, you know Final Fantasy 6 is great Chrono Trigger I think is unquestionably the best Super Nintendo game because if wow. you play Chrono Trigger I believe I did I'm trying to remember I don't think I played a lot of it I, I played Earthbound oh oh god <laughs> oh I could talk about Earthbound for a thousand years I downloaded on Wii U because they had it and I, I sort of made Lisa my girlfriend play it with me at the beginning and like it's it holds up so fucking well. The music is incredible. The visuals are incredible. It's like the music sounds better than you think a Super Nintendo game could could sound. It's so personal. It and like it, you know what I mean? It like looks like it's made by one weird guy. You know, <laughs> like it's so unique. That's awesome. Yeah, Earthbound was. I remember being like, this game is so fun. Yeah. Intense and silly at the same time, which I felt like uh, yeah. not a lot of games were. Yeah. And Whereas, it's, it's like it's goofy, right? Like what mm -hmm. it's like he has like his weapon is like a yo-yo or something, but it's like Yeah. But it's intense at the same time. Yeah, and you yeah. fight like you fight like barf monsters and yeah. ninjas and stuff, and it's like in this weird town, but it's also very eerie and like spooky and it's got like a very off the wall Japanese sense of humor. Like the way you save is you call your dad on the phone. Right. And he, and yes, he goes yes. like, Hey Ness, how's it going? I haven't talked to you in a little while. Like, remember just like always, you know, always do your best. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> do you want to save? And when I played, when I played it again as an adult and I got to that part, I was like, I, I almost started crying. Like, that's really sweet. Did you have a game where your dad tells you he's proud of you? Maybe that's why I liked Earthbound so much. <laughs> <laughs> for listeners yeah. of the for the shitheads out there, you understand I bring up my dad issues in about every episode. <laughs> that was rather organic. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, uh, so Chrono Trigger. Incredible. Can I oh, get yeah. that on an emulator? Because now I want you can play get it. that on an emulator. They, they've ported that to everything. Yeah. Um, it's it's like. 
So it's like Final Fantasy VI in the, in how good the storytelling is, but um, it's like a different system and different art. It's like very clearly not a Final Fantasy game, but the storytelling is like is so tight. Like it's, oh, that's awesome. It's just like here's a character, here's their story. The character is interesting and charismatic. They have something they're trying to accomplish. They move you. You know what I mean? Whereas like a lot of times I play new like seriously anything past like Final Fantasy VII that Square made, I'm like. Why am I supposed to care about this? There's just a lot of nonsense. Like it's, it's compli- not the storytelling. Final Fantasy VII was the last one I really gave a try to. Yeah, and I it didn't catch me. And then every game, every one yeah. of those after that were just too much for me. And they all reminded me of like sort of the similar shit, like the big sword, like spiky haired yeah. guy. I was like, yeah, I didn't like. I, Anime is like the one nerdy thing I never got into. Like I like I like Ak- yeah. Akira, Ghost in the Shell, like the good one. I've seen a yes. bunch of the good stuff and like yes. it, but it's not something I blanket enjoy. Like, yes, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I I played, I downloaded Final Fantasy X because they remastered it for PS4, and I was like, let me give it a try. People say they like it. My friend who's a Final Fantasy maniac said, oh, that's one of my favorites, and I played it. And the storytelling is just such a mess. Like it's like. It takes forever for anything to happen, and like you're like, what is this character even talking about? Like it's just and sometimes with those uh, like turn based RP- uh, those RPGs where you're like select what each player does. Yeah, um, I feel like sometimes like the later Final Fantasy games they like overcomplicated that a little bit. It's like, yes. would you like to attack from flank left? You know, like yes. just add- it's just the thing of like, oop, you added one too many features, and now it's yeah. overwhelming and there, frustrating. There's a game called um, Bravely Default. Have you played that? That's no. on that's on 3ds. Came out like two years ago and it's cool because it's like a 3d updated version of a classic jrpg and the cool thing about it is the battling is and awesome. jrpg jrpg oh okay JRPG. i was like a J- german Jap- role-playing <laughs> <laughs> no, it's another it's just like a classic japanese rpg it's a square game yeah and it's sort of like a final fantasy game where you have four characters and they can change jobs so you can make he's a white mage and now he's gonna learn a skill and change a different you know oh. so the thing is it's got a great battle system and a great level progression system, and that part's really addictive. But the plot is just like nothing. Arbitrary. It's got. It's just like it's literally like we have to go save the four crystals, and then it's like we save the earth crystal, <laughs> and then up next is the fire crystal, and then like one of the characters loves to eat, and like that's you know like that's the extent of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But Chrono Trigger is like a story. It's like a movie. You know, like oh, it's, that's awesome. I will it, check it out. I it's will really Chrono great. Trigger yeah. Squarespace, how many times do I have to tell you? Making a website is not easy, but with Squarespace, yes. Dude, you can get an, a website that looks good, works the way you need it to, is inexpensive, and you could do it yourself. I've paid thousands of dollars to keep Gabers.com running, and I don't even fucking use it. So I highly recommend you get on Squarespace, use the offer code MIGHTY, get 10% off everything, and build yourself a website. Make yourself a website. No matter what field you work in, having your own website's good. Are you a teacher? Maybe put a website up of some of your favorite curriculum curriculums. Are you a dog walker? Maybe start a website where you keep track of whether the dogs you walked peed or pooped. Are you a pervert? Then maybe keep a website of all your perverted things. I don't know. I'm not even sure Squarespace is cool with that. But Squarespace, man, build it beautiful. Squarespace.com, enter offer code MIGHTY. Title, colleges, social wave for change. 
Title is an entertainment platform built for fans directly from the artists. Maybe you've heard of Title recently because that's where The Life of Pablo was released. Yeah, so Title's an awesome website, but they're doing something even cooler now. Um, they are Title artist Lil Wayne is partnering with them to promote community service among college students. Now through the end of the month, any undergrad college student at a four-year university could participate in Title College's social wave for change to win a Lil Wayne concert near his or her school. So all all you have to do is make do some community service, share the photos to Instagram or the title Facebook page, use hashtag title X change, not EX change, but title the letter X change for a chance to have Lil Wayne perform at your school. So put it on titles Facebook, put it on your Instagram, doing some sort of community service with that. A panel of judges will choose the finalists and the public will get to vote on the winner. If, if you don't win but you're one of the finalists, you get a silent disco event at their school. But the winner will receive Lil Wayne. That's right. Wheezy himself at a concert near your school. So go to title.com or check out Title's social channels for information. That's at Title on Instagram and at Title Hi-Fi on Twitter. Check it out! So, uh, what what are other big Super Nintendo titles? Man, the control the Super Con- Super Nintendo controller is like burned into my head. Oh, it's the best. I mean, that's that that is really like such a you know. I sort of sometimes think of it via games as like being like transitional systems or like complete systems. Like like N sixty four is like has some great games, but if you go turn them on, you're like this game kind of looks like shit a lot of right, them, you know. Right, and right. like they don't play that well. Like the N sixty four, you know, like. Um, but Super Nintendo games is like every, so many of the best Super Nintendo games are 100% playable today. Still, they are yeah. still good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some, man, the shape of those games, I'm, like it's so burned in your head. Like, yeah. I remember when you got, when I got Super Nintendo, I'm like, you put the game in the top and that was just like <laughs> enough to be so cool. Yeah. Just because it was like uh, rotated like perpendicular from 8-bit Nintendo. I was like, yeah. oh shit, man. I got the, the cartridge goes in the top too. We're living the fucking high life <laughs> yeah i mean for me it was all about those rpgs i mean i, I mean link to the past is still my favorite uh, i think I, one I, of my favorite zeldas i played that i played that and was there an uh what mario was on super nintendo world mario world yeah. which is which is like I, I would have to say it's hard to choose between mario 3 and mario world for best mario i think I am currently Mario World. It was uh, currently man, Mario World was pretty fucking awesome. Dude. Mario World is like he's so it. I, I say he Miyamoto is like he's so. Um, uh, when you say he, it's with a capital H, and you mean Miyamoto. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, and like it. It's like. Um, the the amount of like creativity in the kind of stuff that uh, it's like. Okay, so there's all these two D worlds every. Every sing- almost every single level has like two exits and one of them's harder to find. Remember that? Yes, like yes. It's like a secret exit. And then there's all these parts where it's like you go and you hit the big question, the big exclamation point block. Yeah. And then it turns on other blocks elsewhere in all the other different levels that let you find hidden stuff. Do you right. That? Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah. Mario World is the one. Mario World, however you want to say it, it's is the one Yoshi. that uh, is like... Dink, like it's the, the there's like the map is like a little dot, a line, a, li- yes. a new thing, and you like, and then like some of them are just a ba- like the Hammer Brothers just standing in the middle of the road. Uh, or something. That's Mario Three. That's Mario Three. Yes. Okay, okay. Where they stand in the middle of the road. That that, that was the- Mario World. I remember though. Is Mario World the one, or is this Mario Three again? Boats. To me, lava. it's like unfathomable that you have any confusion. <laughs> which is right. Which, it's like right. a foundational thing of my reality. One thing I never <laughs> did was I never really played emulators and replayed g- yeah. these games. So these are all just literally like 
uh, fading flash mm-hmm. images in my mind from 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, but I definitely played both of those. I mean, I, Yeah, I played a ton of those. And games. then what, did you go from Super Nintendo to N64 or PlayStation? Um, I got an N64 and then I got a PlayStation like late. I bought one used so I could go and play all the back games like right. really late in the system's history. So I, I went to PlayStation. I never owned a Nintendo 64. Oh. I missed Nintendo 64, but a friend had it. And, and of course, I then went to college where GoldenEye and Mario Kart were played I almost exclusively. I am, uh, I, I would describe my relationship with Nintendo as the closest thing I have to like a religious bond or like a, uh, some people are like brought up, like like my friend is like, oh, I was brought up with the Mets. You know what I mean? Like right, I will right. be a Mets fan you were brought I up die. Nintendo. That is how I feel about Nintendo. Like yeah, literally. Sure, you are wearing like a leather sleeve varsity <laughs> Nintendo jacket, <laughs> Nintendo hat. <laughs> Literally, when I, Nintendo's not doing that well right now, and I buy every single main Nintendo release for the Wii U, and when I do it, I'm like, I'm contributing to Nintendo existing in the world. Like you're tithing. I'm supporting Nintendo when oh. I buy it. Like, like I, I believe Nintendo's so important to me, and I also currently believe that Nintendo is still the best game development company. Like, the hardware, they have trouble. Right. The strategy is But they're great. making the best games out there. It's like... It's like they've been like on a Pixar level of excellence for the la- for my entire life. Like right. their games, every time they come out with a main like a main Mario game, a main Zelda game, one of their AAA games, almost invariably, it's one of the greatest games to come out of that five year period. You know, oh, totally. And and so like uh, I've always bought in every generation. I always buy the Nintendo console before I buy. Whichever other console it is that the the Sony or the Xbox or whatever, right, right. So right. I had a game. So I had an N sixty four before a PlayStation, a GameCube, uh, uh, a Wii before I, uh, you know, before I ever had a PlayStation three, yeah. you know, et cetera. So that's wild. All right. yeah, yeah, I never I'm just had all in on Nintendo. I got PlayStation, and I remember the first few games we had were like. The game we played the fuck out of was Twisted Metal. We played the oh, shit yeah, I remember out Twisted of Twisted Metal, yeah. When I say we, uh, I mean me and my brothers and whatever friend, like friends too, of course, at different people's houses, but my parents worked evenings and my de- my mom would get home from work till seven and I would like open the door after school and we'd have like three uninterrupted hours of just video games until mom get home. We're supposed to do our homework, but we'd shut our fucking uh, game off as soon as my mom walked in the door and sprint and start doing our homework. So I played video games for three hours every day after school with my two brothers. And wow. We played the fuck out of Twisted Metal. I played a little bit of it. That game was like... Uh, I, I, I th- see. I think that's like a like a a, a a period in video games where if you go back and look at the games, like have you tried playing it recently? Is it playable? Does I it doubt look it good? is. Yeah, I doubt it is because that that was one of those games that was like it was fun because it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it wasn't that fun because it was like so the gameplay is awesome. It's like the graphics were kind of like intense and yeah. not great, but yeah. it was more about like the creativity behind the characters. Yeah, and now that it's been twenty years, they've definitely lost like. Axel is a guy whose arms are just screwed into the side of like tires. Like that's fucking cool. It's an ice cream truck or a hearst that yes. fights. You know, yes, that's all cool. But I think that's done with. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like that doesn't feel so original. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I loved the PlayStation when I eventually got it. I I got like I like the sort of. I thought they did 2D games really well. I really liked Final Fantasy Tactics. I thought yeah, it was a really Tactics cool game. was fun. I played Tactics. Yeah, yeah I liked that. Um, that was like the checkerboard 
style, right? Like it was like yes. slightly overhead, like yes. Vandal Hearts kind and of had, style. Yes, and it had really good like pixel art of all the characters. Yeah, like, sort of yes. anime looking, and they all they all like were, looked very medieval, and they would there was right. some big war going on, and like you know it was just like it was really good looking sprite art, which I always yes, loved. yes, yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I'm yes. a big fan of yes. that, especially if it's fantastical, if it's like epic fantasy, yeah, like, swords and yeah. sorcery. I'm into it. Um, um so but in N64. We'd be remiss not remiss not yeah. to talk about fucking Goldeneye, WCW versus NWO. Those I think games, I did have that game. Actually, I didn't even like wrestling. I think I I played that a bit. That game got me back into wrestling. Whoa. Believe it or not, I was like every white trash is, kid. Is WCW versus NWO? Is that not a WWF license? That's like no. when it was. That was that's when they were split. And then we became, me and all my friends became WCW fans. So we were WWF fans our whole lives. Yeah. Fell off because we got to be like 11 or 12. And then like at 14 or whatever, uh, WCW versus NWO came out. And we became obsessed with NWO, the wolf pack. Because they were like bad guy wrestlers that you could root for. Yeah. Like Sting and all those dudes ended up just being like scumbags. And it was like, (laughs) this is really fun. And I played that game so much i remember wearing a sleeveless leather jacket to school and telling people to call me diesel that's how, that's how into it could I you was. you could design your own character in that right i don't remember if you could you probably could but i always was uh, uh scott hall <laughs> wait no scott hall is razor ramon i was always uh kevin nash who is uh, i don't know wrestling that well but i do remember it was it's all it's still it's unfathomable now that there was something other than wwf that there was a different wrestling company it's yeah. such a crazy thing goldeneye came out when we were like 15 or 16 yeah and goldeneye was something we played in college yeah, like I, it's something that like ev- like people, people play held on to it. Nintendo sixty four just to have Goldeneye. It was like one of the first four player games that yes. actually could be because it was that in Mario Kart. Yes, that in Mario Kart. Yeah. Also, very helpful for those two games at that time was the uh, size of TVs. Like TVs were not ridiculously expensive anymore. Yeah, and they were getting big. Like finally. they were, you were able yeah. to get a TV that you could split four ways and yes. not be awful to look and, at. And that's also like, by the way, I I think like Nintendo one of the things they're good at is coming up with a with a hardware innovation like that. Like, they were just like, when they made the N64, they were like, four controller ports. And people were like, why? And like, literally the only game Nintendo made that was that was good for was like Mario Kart, maybe Mario Party, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, they were just like, fucking four controller ports, dude. More people are going to play. And like, you know, like, right. so that's what Nintendo's always done is they've always come up with like, like the Wii, remember the Wiimote motion yeah, control? Yeah. The N64, they invented the Rumble Pack. I remember. Yes, yes. I remember that. Oh my God. Uh, Weren't just, they also the first people to put like uh, a uh, the analog throttle, stick? The analog yes. stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And I fuck. Uh, here's the, here's the N64. I, you I didn't think, even need it on most games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it was the middle controller. You hardly ever used it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was a subscriber to Nintendo Power. And so I think, which Same. is a whole other thing, like Nintendo Power, there's so many games that I have a personal relationship with. I never even played. Just because you saw I the just, ads all the I time or the, the red articles about. I yeah. read the magazine Battletoads was that for yes. me. I never really played it, but yes. I read it all the but time. But you yeah. read. Yeah. Uh, I knew like all the maps and like <laughs> the names of the enemies and shit because yes, I would just read yes. Nintendo Power. Yes. But um, so Nintendo sent me a VHS tape about how great the N64 was going to be and they had kids playing the N64 and one of the things they showed you was like with the analog stick you press a little bit and Mario walks a little bit you press it a lot and he runs and I was like what and like you know I got it 
And when I got that game, that was like the biggest leap forward in technology. Mario 64 was the first game I sat down and I had PlayStation. Mario 64 is the first game I sat down and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this is This from is the really, yeah, yeah. It felt like I was playing a futuristic video yeah, game. It's yeah, it's up there. I think it's that and the iPhone are the two things that felt like a, suddenly you're 10 years in the future. Right, because uh, Mario 64 was... Like the like reboot style digital like yes. like it it was like he was digitally rendered. I don't you know what could, the exact phrase is for that art, but it was yeah. something that wasn't in games, at least not that beautiful. And the thing that you had never been done. I mean, I I had played sort of three D games before. Like I'm sure, for instance, I had played like let's say on a PC, I played like Wolfenstein 3D or Doom, and yeah, like yeah. so I was. Oh, I had, shit, we haven't even talked PC. Yeah, uh, exactly. I know we missed it. Oh, we you we missed that entirely, but. <laughs> We, um, you know, like, like the, the idea of controlling Mario freely in this big three-dimensional space and you could run in any direction. Right. No game had, for some reason, delivered It was delivered oddly open world, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt like, it almost, like, it felt like what I think virtual reality feels like to people, where it was yes. like, I can't believe I have this command over a 3D environment. It was actually overwhelming for, like, a, a four days. I remember it because yes. my friend Michael Hogan had it. We went to his house to play it. And I was like, this is kind of a lot. Like, yes. you can't just press right and go right. Like, yes. you have to, like, constantly be reconfiguring you to learn which, how to what do your it. axes is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing it so much the first day that I looked at my, like, I, I remember, I, then I had to go do homework, and I looked at my textbook, and it looked like the lines were moving in 3D. Like, I could, like, like they were shifting in depth as I looked at them. I... I used to play video games when I played PC games uh, when I lived with my parents. We only had one computer downstairs, and I'd play for hours, Command and Conquer or Diablo yeah. or StarCraft, Warcraft, whatever yeah. I was oh, playing. Oh, tons of StarCraft. Uh, Command, uh, Com not Command and Conquer. I said that already. What's the other one? Con uh, Age of Empires. Mm -hmm. I'd play these games for like hours on the PC, and they move at a certain speed, and you adapt to that certain speed yeah. if you play for a couple hours, and no, and no other input, no other people talking or anything. Yeah. Then when you get up, and start walking, and people and you start interacting with things. The world isn't moving fast enough for you in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom is like Jonathan. I'm like what? Like let's yes. go. And I feel like I'm like weirdly walking in like at a different. I'm at like a different frame rate than the world around me. I never had that experience, but I can I can believe that because yeah, those those RTSs you'd like Just click split. drag play click 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 yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I remember when StarCraft two came out because I had been waiting because I love StarCraft the original StarCraft that was like a big game for me in high school same 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 um, like I played the campaign and I loved it and everything and I literally like I remember I would check if they had announced a release date yet for Starcraft 2 like once a month for like three years you know <laughs> and then when it finally came out it was so hyped up in my mind um, that I played it and it was like very very difficult and I remember my girlfriend saw me playing it and she was like it doesn't look like you're having fun because I was so much it really is about like how how much can you divide your attention between all these different things right and it's clicks you know? per minute is like yes. or clicks per second is like how good you like that the more you yeah. can the more action actions per whatever they call it APM yeah. uh, whatever those guys yes. call it yeah yeah uh, the more you could do the better and that's that's when I started to be like oh yeah I'm gonna be I'm limited out. in this yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not interested in it was literally like to 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 train your clicks per minute, like here's a tool, just try to click us really fast. Yeah, you know? and, and I'm like, like I'm no, not... no, 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 this is eliminating what I like about games. Yes, exactly. Like, that's what, <laughs> yes, to, exactly. To do something that parallels that a little bit now, I'm a big time Flash game player. Like I play like 
I like I'm like a level twenty on Congregate. Like I love. Are playing, you really? I had I no love idea. Playing Whoa. browser games. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's just something a holdover from having shitty desk jobs. Yeah. I, I, like I never had like a. I, I, I like worked as a PA at VH1, and there would be like, well, you got to wait two hours till the Paul Shear interviews over. So I'd be like. <laughs> All right. And yeah. then I would just like open up some Flash game and I got like Tower Defense, all that shit. Yeah. There's a new movement in Flash games recently. Maybe it's not new. Young people could yell at me. But idle games, like games where you don't oh, do yes. something. Yes. Where you like, just like, because it's just about upgrading. It's just about getting your money yes. going. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I don't like this part. Yeah. That's not my favorite part. Of my, my favorite part <laughs> of Civilization isn't like seeing my shit grow as I just skip turns. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting type of game though. Like what I like about games is that they, there are so many different types of ways to play them. Yeah. And it depends totally on the medium and the sub, like the substrate that they're in, like, like the tools available. So like an idle game kind of makes sense only on the desktop where it's going to be running in the back somewhere, you know? Right. Well, while you're, yeah. and while you're at work. So I, I played yeah. this. Yeah. I played this game when I was in, yeah. I mean, just talking about times of life in games, like my first desk job in New York, I moved to, you know, I got a, a job as a web developer, um, and I used to play these browser games. I played this one called Travian. I don't know if it still exists, but it was like, you're building a little city. Nowadays, this game would be like um, uh, an in-app purchase type of game where it wants right. you to buy shit, but back yeah. then it didn't exist. Um, and uh, you, you would, like, build up your town and build forces, and then you would send your forces off to fight another town, and then it would be like, you know, they're going to have attacked in 10 hours or whatever, or in some period of time in, in half an hour. And so you'd go back and check, you know, and see what happened. Oh, and wow. so I would do that. My boss was like, are you playing a game at work? And I was like, no, no, I only check once every half hour. You know right. what I mean? So like, all you need to do is just hit it once and then keep moving on. Yeah. And like, that's a game for a, for a desk job. And I got a little bit obsessive about like building it up and making alliances and like stuff like that, you know, but now a game like that is like, you can pay a dollar to not wait 10 minutes. And yes. Like, Fuck uh, you. you know? I've been playing soda dungeon on my, on iOS. And oh, I don't know that one. It's kind of fun. It's just like a um, like dungeon crawler. Like uh, gain levels, get equipment, uh, kill yeah. the bad guys, whatever. But then there's like this weird element to it where you build up the the bar, the tavern that you hire the characters at, and every like hundred levels you have to warp to a new one. You lose all your items, but you keep all the stuff your tavern has. Huh. So it's kind of weird. But then I realized, oh, what if I automate attacks? I'm like level 500. I don't want to play for 500 levels. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, you automate. And then I found that this is a game that you kind of like half play. Like you set up your characters. You go yeah. and you're like, oh, I made it to level 244. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And I, and I don't hate that game at all for even though it's that <laughs> in app purchases drive me fucking crazy yeah it's it's like really sad what happened to um ios because when i first got an iphone it was like developers playground like that like like i said touch screen games that's, touch that's screen not games. something that we've played yet. yeah it didn't exist before and right. now there's all these new types of games that you can play you know and it was a really fertile time and if i go back and look at the early games i was buying in like I think I got an iPhone in like 2011, 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. And like all those games, are like there were a lot of really cool idea games. And now it's like um, in-app purchases took over as a model. And it was such a mistake for Apple to enable them because it makes a lot of money, but everybody hates them. And it, and it degrades like the level of what people think of the games. So like Apple, Apple TV is being sold on, oh, you can play all your favorite I iOS games on your TV. But people right. are like, I hate iOS games. They all suck now and because they, cost they, all, a have, fortune. they yeah. all have in-app purchases. And, and, and they do the things where like 
they're like, wait, it's one point five million in game gold to have that upgrade or ninety nine cents. It's like, yeah, they're like, you're just making me want to buy it. You're just making it so hard yeah. to get otherwise. And, it, and it's sad because they're using. They're using the tools of game, like game design is very much about psychology. You know right. what I mean? You can use it for good or evil. So like a slot machine uses it for evil, right? Right. Yes. It, it specifically gets people to be stuck there. A game, and this is, this is where I get. Well, here, let, let, let me go to this. Um, my, my girlfriend started playing the Kim Kardashian game, and she was like, "I know it's bad, but I like it. Oh, I like to collect the stuff." And then I came home one one day, and she was like. Not quite in tears, but just like upset. And I was like, what's the matter? And she's like, I spent $20 on the Kim Kardashian game. I feel so bad. I thought it would make the game more fun, and it didn't. I got tricked. It tricked me, you know? And, and this and, is an adult. Yeah, this is an adult. Now, and, and I'm not saying that to take anything yeah. away from Lisa. What I'm saying is like, yes, I fucking kids must be. Yeah. And she wasn't making fun of herself. But, right. You no, know. Yeah, yeah. Kids must be blowing through parents' money on internet. Yes, purchases. exactly. And I said, so I was like, I was like, this game isn't making you happy. She was like, I had to delete. She's like, I have to delete. It's not making me happy. I was like, yeah, I'm, you're right. Here's what you need. And I bought her a copy of Animal Crossing for the 3DS, which is a game where, you know, you collect stuff, you make your house better, you buy outfits and stuff like that. It's a lot of similar stuff. Right. But here's the thing about Nintendo games. And this is where I started to get a little bit emotional about Nintendo. Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely feel this way. It's like, I'm like, look, with Nintendo, you spend 40 bucks. It's not free, but you spend 40 bucks. But once you spend your 40 bucks, they just want you to have a good time. They just want and you to live in that game. They for just, as long as you They can. just want you to have a nice time and they, like one guy's job at Nintendo is to get you to pay for, for the 40 bucks. Everybody else there is like how do we make this <laughs> Just to make the game retroactively well, worth well more than How do we months. make this so much fun for you? And she played that game for so long and it's so delightful and it's so restful and uh. you know like you know the Wii U I put the games in like Super Mario 3D World's an incredible game. They've created a thing with their title screens. You turn the game on and you just relax. It's just oh, like it's awesome. just like a pretty sound, some nice colors. It's just like they, they, all their all their music now is like light jazz. It's just like da la da 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 da, and I'm just like, oh yeah. I just get a drink, and I'm just like, I'm in Nintendo's world right now. Like oh, nothing bad so, can happen to me the, in this dude, game. Dude, there's not a better, and I, I I'm not a Nintendo head as much as you are, but I'm a big fan of video games. There's nothing better, like. You know when grown-ups talk about, like, you just said, get a drink, or, like, get home, pour myself a glass of wine. Now, as an adult, my sort of thing is, like, oh, I've had an awful day, or, like, even a good day, like, oh, I've been, when I work a job. Like, I went to Montana for a month to film yeah. uh, Santa's in the Barn for True TV, uh, yeah. the home of Adam Ruins everything <laughs> as yes, well. Yes, yes. And I fucking... Brought my Xbox because I, I was that. gonna just I'm gonna be there for a month, so I yeah. brought my Xbox. I bought two new games and I got there, and I would get off work and be like, "That was a 12 hour day. I can't wait to get home, take a couple of hits of the ball, sit down in the chair. I'm, I'm staying in like a condo. Sit down and they had a big recliner. I'm like sit down in the recliner and just fucking play video games. Yes, yes. And I, I, I'm still like that. Like when I when but. I need to have the game that's getting me excited. Exactly. And that's what I'm always chasing. And and it's I have less time now and I've played more games and it's I'm more distracted. And I, I realize I'm always chasing the experience of being totally absorbed in the game yes. and being like all I care about, like, I want the game to work on me. Like, Metal Gear Solid worked on me really well, where it was like, I was like, I want to fucking upgrade this base. I want to do this mission. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to look at my phone quests. and have five texts and realize, oh, shit, I was paying attention to this game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like the experience of going to a movie versus watching a, a movie on your laptop. It's like, I want to sit down in a game and be like, like, for a I'm while, in. I was yeah. really enjoying uh, Rise of Tomb Raider, big time, for Xbox mm -hmm. One. and. It was easy to beat, but I was like so enjoying it that I would be like, 
oh, that's awesome. Tiffany's not going to get home from work for uh, for another two hours. I have like 90 minutes solid. And I'd be like, sit down and I'd feel like a grown up. Like a, it, yeah. it's a childish, uh, obviously yeah. a childish habit, but or arguably a childish habit. And I would sit down and be like, oh, just settle. And I would just feel so much better. And like the startup sound of Nintendo, of the Xbox, it's like, yes, here we are. Yeah. Man, um, I mean, that, that that leads well to my to my story about Skyrim, um, that I like, that when I when I played it, I was working like a shitty, um, it was like, I had been teaching like comedy in, at, at UCB in New York and stuff, like struggling comedian. Yeah, yeah. And I got a job working on a on a VH1 sketch show that was like a shitty show, um, like not paying very well, in LA. So I flew to LA. Stevie? Ste- yeah, yes. Uh, and I, <laughs> Uh, I Stevie or whatever I Steve. <laughs> um, I don't need to be too specific about what it was called. <laughs> all right, um, all right. We'll but talk about uh, that but but you know it was it was not a great experience. Um, but I was um, you know it, uh, I I like. I was in LA. I didn't really know anybody. I had to live in North Hollywood, which is a shitty part of town because I couldn't drive. And that was like close to the studio, you know? And I was like in a sublet. I was in a weird shitty sublet and I was just sort of hating my life, you know? But, um, I shipped my iMac to my sublet because I didn't have a laptop at the time. I shipped my iMac and I had no furniture. I was sleeping on an air mattress and on my iMac set up on the box that I shipped it in, you know? But I pirated and installed Skyrim and I would leave you know my office and I would just go home and I'd be like I'm gonna go into Skyrim world I'm gonna explore this fantasy world I'm gonna talk to a god I'm gonna make a bunch of gloves yeah exactly (laughs) and that was like it was like the clothes I got to like that's the light that's my true life that I'm living you know what I mean oh wow yeah but but I very much specifically it gave me a different insight on video games because like my life sucked so much and I would like you know, I was like drinking Trader Joe's wine out of the bottle and stuff. And I'd look around my shitty apartment and I was like, you know what? Like I, there is a part of video games. Tell me if you agree where it's like, where t- some, a certain part of video games, like the part of it where it's 200 hours long. I'm like, that's for depressed people. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, it, it can be 60 I was depressed hours depressed, And that's why I played so much. It can much, be 60 you know? hours long, yes. but it can be 200 if you needed to yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes. Like Skyrim. I beat, like two, I got, I beat like two of the main um, guilds, and yeah. I beat the main quest line, and that's you. So you know that's a lot of work, right? Right, that's a and lot of gameplay. I had seen by that time only a third of the map right. of like the things on the map, right? And I was like, you could play this forever, you know? <laughs> um, and like now, ten games come out like that a year. You I know? know, and it's too much. And I need to, and I, I just let I try to give a game an opportunity to catch. For me, yes. Skyrim came out around the same time that I got. This is no coincidence either. Uh, my Skyrim gameplay uh, boosted big time around the same time that I got back into weed. <laughs> like I yep. got a delivery guy in Brooklyn and I got a vaporizer, like one of the mm-hmm. early stages vaporizers. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a very fun. And I, actually, yeah. it was really funny because I, I was like on Reddit, which I never go on unless it's for like video game yeah. answers. Yes. And I was like jammed up in Skyrim. And then I just like went to Skyrim general and there was all these like really fun memes and shit. So I was getting into it. And then one person just said like, how can I maximize my enjoyment of Skyrim was their question. Yeah. And everyone had all these different answers like, oh, I always recommend a fighter who can heal because then you never die. You know, all this. Yeah. And one person just said, smoke dem greens. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. 
I should smoke weed and play video games. I'm getting back into weed. And then I yeah. smoked weed and played Skyrim for like seven hours. And I did almost nothing. Like I, yeah. And I was like, I just had the time of my life. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. They are a lethal combo. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, I wish. I almost. I don't like weed that much. It doesn't. I, I don't often. I often feel bad when I, when I yeah, smoke yeah. weed. <laughs> and so like I don't often have that. Or I get like too like, whoa, you know. And um. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't work for me as well as I want it to that combo, but I get it, especially because Skyrim is like a very leisurely paced game. Right? You know? There's no, it's not overwhelming. I mean, it's it can yeah. be overwhelming if it's if you think about it. Like, is there so yes. much shit to do? But if you're yes. just like, what you have to do in front of you is like, oh, I'll just walk to that town, or like, I'll just, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool! I found a person who's selling this thing. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked about Skyrim that you can kind of like do whatever the fuck you want. You know, and I'm dying for the next Elder Scrolls game. I really, I really am. I, I really love the world. Like, I don't like the Fallout world. I like the Skyrim world. I, I really well, I like, like. I like Epic Fantasy. I'm a yeah, diehard Epic I love, Fantasy. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I love it. And I love like, I, you know, it's so cool. You can go in as deep as you want. Like I, like I remember, I started reading the books, like the in-game books. Yeah. Because I would talk to someone, and they would be like, "The great god Lorcan told me this or that," and I would like then read the book, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's the god the dude was." Talking talking about oh, and, it would, can. <laughs> and it would be like the origin story of like that god and like um, oh that's so fun yeah um and there's a really cool idea this is so nerdy but there's a really cool idea in that book where it's like uh, sorry in that game where like so that you know it's a it's a fantasy world that was like created by a god there's a lot of gods in the game you right. know what i mean and they're like they actually exist because it's a fantasy world right but the cool thing about it is that all the different races call the gods different names and have different opinions about them yeah so it's yes. like this god thinks that lorcan was a big god in that world um is like it was a good guy and he was like a trickster god then right he's a good guy who pulled a good tri- he stole the heart of the world and that was so good and then these people think he's a demon and right. these people don't even think he existed and I'm right like, yeah that's really cool that it's, it's like com- it's so com- unnecessarily complex yeah that you could miss you can miss yes. and still enjoy gameplay big time but yeah. it's just one of those things like if you want to get so extra rich out. and get in there so much yeah yeah i love so it so fun all right so uh we're getting close to the end here what oh no we, i, I know three hours i know we could and and we will come back i think we should do a full skyrim episode or a full i would pick one that. game and just go way too deep that'd be amazing it. what uh what games are you playing now uh, um, uh, any platform PC, iOS, Mac, whatever yeah. you're playing. Yeah. Um, I go and, like I said, I buy everything, and now everything catches what just caught with me last. What I'm excited to go home and play literally tonight, where I'm like, I hope we wrap up soon so I can get in a couple hours of this it. This conversation we're having is making me go like, I'm supposed to watch Fargo with Tiffany tonight, but she's going to fall asleep by like 1130. <laughs> so when she falls asleep, I can start playing some games. I'm like, but what game? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have. I just got for PS4, it just came out yesterday, uh, The Witness. Um, which is uh, a brand new indie game. It's by the developer Jonathan Blow, who created the game Braid. Do you remember? Oh that game? yeah, Braid was awesome. That was yeah. so fun. And, and so this is a new game he's been working on ever since Braid for like five years or whatever. And it's based on uh, Mist. Uh, it's not based on Mist, but it's clearly inspired by Mist, which is one of my Mist. Oh god, we, we didn't, didn't even get talk- into Mist or King's Quest or any of those. Games. Like yeah. it's it's I, I like oh god it, like Mist ga- gives you such a specific. I love. I love puzzle games. I love puzzles. I used to do so, especially when I was on Adderall, I did so many puzzle games. <laughs> I would obsessively do puzzle games. Um, but I was good at that. I like doing, I like right. them. Um, and I love learning about 
uh, a story through exploring the environment and like right. seeing like, ooh, what happened here? Like, what does this tell me? You know? I love n- if you pay attention enough of a game when you go into a room, yeah, like, and you're like, oh, I know to check the torches because in a previous thing I read in a previous level yep. I read that like the fire god always hot, you know, whatever yep. the stupid. I love to know that it feels like yep. you're going through life better. <laughs> yes, or like, oh, here's a here's a symbol. Like, I should remember that later, or you know, yeah. Like, Wait, that's the same symbol that was on. On that oh and all i did last time was push this maybe it's the same exact solve yes exactly yeah, yeah, that's so um fun. and then uh so so the witness is is clearly inspired by those games um because it's like a first person game where you're um on you you just sort of are on an island you wake up on an island and the island is full of puzzles and you have to solve the puzzles and the puzzles all take the form of these sort of like mazes that you trace which sounds kind of boring it's like a panel with like dots and lines that you connect oh. and it sounds really boring but there's like hundreds of puzzles and they all iterate on each other in a really interesting way like they all have some some different twist and then they're so like they like make my brain itch to play like they're brilliantly done it's just like you play them and you're like you're like oh like witness i could probably get that in the microsoft store too uh it's on steam Uh, oh i have on ps4 Uh, Um, speaking of steam i've been playing civilization 5 Oh. A lot lately, and I just got recommended Darkest Dungeon for Steam. Oh, I a friend of mine just that. told me he's like, I'm. He's like, I just got a text from my best friend Sanford. He's like, I'm an hour into the game. I just get it now. Get it. I now. think I. I think I heard of it. I. I like. Um. Uh. I like PC games, but now that all I have is a laptop, I don't have a desktop anymore. I find it hard to play because it's not a fun form factor. It's not a fun no. way to play a game. I got an. I, I got an iMac. Oh, recently just to play games and i well it's supposed to be for <laughs> yeah. writing at home but yes it's just to play games and it was so great i got it around the same time that diablo 3 uh came back and it yeah. was like this is so fucking awesome Je- yeah. jeff rubin got a he just went whole hog he's like dude i got a gaming pc and i'm like god i had one of those in college yeah. i had like the fucking black light inside with like oh, the clear god. side like alienware <laughs> It's like that. That's like, man. It's like I. I don't even have a place in my house to keep that. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a spot for it. But it's also like so much money. It's like so much to to play. Like I do like the simplicity of consoles. You know what I mean? iMacs are so are the like the the top iMac now is so powerful. It can play just about all those games. Yeah, yeah. I remember being like. Being able to play work. Oh, Heroes of Might and Magic Two. Mm-hmm. That was a game, a turn-based strategy game that we had on uh, my friend's PC. A turn-based strategy game on a PC. We would play at my friend's house. Be like, all right, get up, and two people would, and you would leave the room because you like until the fog of war was gone. Yeah, we'd, like take turns sitting in a room yes. alone. So I'd be with friends, four friends at a house, and we would just be sitting in the living room, going one at a time into another room to play video games or playing Goldeneye on Nintendo sixty four. I just had that flashback to oh I could talk about that game for hours. I oh fucking love that game. Yeah. Uh oh. we we used to we used to network computers together so we could play Warcraft Two, yes. not Warcraft Three, but Warcraft Two. You couldn't like play online, right? You could, you had to bring a computer, a physical house, right? And, and the and freshman the, year of college, I'm sure, was pretty big when you found out like you were just on the land. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. like my my college uh, guys on my floor 
uh, um, they're like, oh, you're playing Age of Empires? I'm like, I love Age of Empires. They're like, we play every night for like four hours. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah. yeah. They're like, we're on a network. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't know how any of that stuff worked because I was like, yeah, a we're Luddite. just on a network. They're in like, the we're just on a Luddite. Come on, just sign. and I would. Then I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm playing Age of Empires with all the, my guys yeah. on my floor. I'm like, holy shit, we this used is to, awesome. We, my our freshman year thing was we would get really, really high and play Worms. You ever play Worms too? Worms too, dude. I fucking <laughs> love that game. It was incredible. You would. That game would make you laugh so hard. Just the way you would accidentally kill someone sometimes, where yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, I missed!" Dink, 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 dink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like a worm would like, oh, he got stuck in the side of the wall. That's extra points. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> I actually play with some because fr- a friend of mine when we got iPhones. Uh, Worms made an iOS game and you could play asynchronous where like I take a turn and then it alerts you and then you take a turn later and it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, like Warfish. I remember that's all Ex- that. Yeah, like Warfish. I played a lot of Warfish. I played yeah. a lot of Warfish too. That popped up out of nowhere around the UCB community, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not everyone was playing That was Warfish online games. for people. Uh, it's amazing that you were expecting people to know all these games. Yeah, Warfish.net was like online a risk, yeah. pretty much like a rip off of risk. It was risk, yep. but yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of, a lot of Warfish with with like my college friends after we all graduated, we yeah, all played yeah. Warfish, yeah. So uh, Witness is the game you're playing now. The Witness, and then I'm also playing on iOS, I'm playing this game called 868 Hack, which is a really weird, like, um, kind of like a roguelike game where you're like, it's it's like a weird dungeon crawler, but it's in like a hack, but you're like inside a computer that you're hacking. It's is that very, fun? It is very fun. It's a really good game. It's like a very tightly little designed game where like shit can go wrong at any second. It's really cool. I'm yeah. playing uh, Soda Dungeon on my phone. That's the game <laughs> I, I recommend you check it out. It's kind of fun. It's like, the art's really fun. It's like the pixel... Uh, what what was the term you used before for pixel like pixel art? Yeah, sprites. Pi- sprites. Yeah, yeah, that's like really cool sprite yeah. art and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really fun. I'll check that out. Yeah, and I think it's free with in-app purchases, but you don't. <laughs> I haven't used an in-app purchase yet. <laughs> it's uh, amazing that we were supposed to talk about our history with particular, and it's just we went so fast. We just talked about so many games. We've talked about so many games, but we skipped like huge chunks of our history because we oh we didn't God. really get into PC games. Didn't get into PCs. Didn't get into adventure games. We didn't talk about World of Warcraft. So I, know, I I played World of Warcraft once for half an hour, and I was like, I need to uninstall it. Like, I, I was smart. I played a lot of those games. I played EverQuest. I played, oh. yeah, I, I tried all of those. Did you play, I was big into um, early 90s adventure games, like LucasArts games, like Monkey Island. Oh, Monkey yeah, Island. I love all those. Incredible. Gambling just talked about them on a different podcast I was to called Don't Get Me Started. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh, Monkey Island, right, Mist, King's Quest, like yes. all those games came to, oh. What a like, wonderful period. In, in games and and again it's one of those Sierra things Sierra games was I remember being Sierra like, games yeah, yeah. those were those were so great and it's a whole type of game now that I no longer have the patience for but it was because at the time those games were like Monkey Island was so much funnier and prettier and cooler and more fun than, than any, any other, other game. Than any other game. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't have the patience for this. you know. Right, but, no. Now I just, if I want to see something fun and pretty and beautiful, I can watch like movies and yeah. uh, Adventure Time or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, any games that are coming out that you're excited about? This is honestly, this is one of the most self-serving episodes of my podcast ever where I'm like, yeah. and also any games to recommend me <laughs> to download or to buy? I mean, I'll be honest, The Witness, I bought a PS4 two years ago because I was waiting for it to come out. So that's, I'm Holy so excited shit. about that's it. That's awesome. But, um, uh, so I th- that's the only thing that's on my mind right now. Um, uh, I'm excited to get. I like the Far Cry uh, series. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying those. Yeah, and I think there's a new Far Cry, which is like a caveman Far Cry. That's that does out. look neat. Far Cry uh, Primal. I'll I probably played play that. Far Cry Four, and I I liked it. A, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was three the first was PS4 really fun for me, and then four was like okay as well. Yeah, I didn't like three, but I didn't play it that much. 
uh, Far Cry Four was the first PS4 game I played, oh, and right. and so I was like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. But I got I just got to a base I couldn't beat, and I was like, fuck it, you know? right, right, right. Um, because uh, the thing like, I liked about that game a lot, uh, Far Cry, was like. I tried to beat this base. I tried to beat this base. I tried to beat this base. I can't beat it. Oh, I'll, I did some other stuff. I come back and I just walk into the base and throw a thousand Molotov cocktails <laughs> and I beat it. Like I like that you can, you can do well and do, be sneaky and be tactical, yeah. or you could just be like, once in a while, just pure disgust yeah. destruction will work. <laughs> Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid. 5. I have not played. Oh, yeah. it's really good. You, it's really good for. Is that, that one of the PlayStation only games though? Uh, I don't know. I hope I'm not. not sure. I, I'm so mad I never played Last of Us, but I don't want to oh. buy PlayStation just to oh play Last of Us. Oh my God, it's so good. I'm just like waiting for them to port it to Steam or something like yeah. that. Or- I gotta say, man, if you're... I, there aren't enough exclusives on Xbox that would make me get an Xbox One, but if I had an Xbox One, I probably would have bought a PS4 by now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's and that's what I'm realizing is like I'm not. I like having an Xbox One. All my friends are on it, and I like the games. But I'm not. I'm not. Like, I don't really play Gears of War, which I think is their big thing that only yeah. Xbox has. I, yeah. A big thing for me is I was like. When I was choosing them, I was like, all right, X- PlayStation 4 is a little bit cheaper. They got a better indie relationship, and I'm more excited about the exclusives that are coming out. And then also I was like, it's a Japanese console. Like, that, like, like to me, like there's still a thing where like video games are like fundamentally Japanese. Well, someone you know? like called it out the other day. It's like, you own every Apple product, and you have a Microsoft com- yeah. Uh, yeah. video game. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it yeah. weird? It's yeah. like, and, and Microsoft is like, why is Microsoft making video games? Like, It's one of the only parts of Microsoft that like does super well anymore. Right, yeah. You know? It's like their thing that's keeping them alive. I just read a yeah. crazy-ass article about the, how they're going to save the Xbox on like the, in the Atlantic or something like oh, that. Oh, that's interesting. So they have some like cool new titles coming out. But nothing, I'm just dying for whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is i yeah, hope man. it's better I, I hope it's just in the vein of skyrim you don't have to do much better just give us yeah some new i just stuff. want more yeah. i just want skyrim but like a little prettier yeah a little bit more stuff like a bigger world different they are area. working on like skyrim 2 or whatever what i heard be. was that literally they um uh while they were it's a, it's a small company it's a weirdly small company which is why their games are kind of weird and janky you yeah. know but like Apparently, it was like while they were working on Fallout, nobody was working on the next Elder Scrolls. So Fallout just came out, and like presumably now they're going to get started on the next Elder Scrolls. So it's going to be like four years, <laughs> right. you know. And I'm ready. I'll wait. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for coming on, dude. Oh, of course, uh, man. So let, let, uh, where can people find you on online at, at okay. Adam Conover? At uh, Adam Conover on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitch, which I hope you do, it's twitch.tv slash Adam Conover. Great. Um, to watch me play video. And are games. the are the episodes of the show up? Uh, anywhere like can can they get them on 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 itunes and amazon or they rerun them on true tv like once a week like if you just look at true tv like i think yeah that's how i that's how i caught up because i didn't watch them when they came out but i caught up i just like went through guide and recorded like i found like like six of the 12 episodes were on in one evening and i caught i watched half a season exactly in one night that's how true tv rolls man i mean that's the thing about like people they're like hey you like your practical jokers we got 12 hours a day yeah like well hopefully you walk past the tv at some point and (laughs) see it because you can sit down and watch it for the whole afternoon yeah that's that's how that's how cable works that's what's fun about cable that's the thing that you lose on streaming cable eventually is going to be like they're going to you know people like on demand is that going to no it's going to be there's going to be one cable channel for every show and it's just going to be playing that show in a loop right 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 here's the friends channel what i i hold on to cable i'm not a cord cutter solely because a i work in the business but b um i love 
randomly finding shit. Still, yeah. every once in a while, Netflix, I'm not ready to find pick something out. I'll just go to, I have all five movie channels. I'll just scroll through and be like, ooh, I didn't know this was going to be on Cinemax. That's a good Cinemax idea. Cinemax Extreme 2, yeah. West Coast, or whatever. I'm constantly like, I just got cable so I could watch the show when it came out, yeah. and I'm constantly like, should I cancel it? No, I'll keep it. It's got, ooh, on-demand works, or whatever. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, you know. on-demand is, is fun for that, too. So, yeah. check out Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. Check out the Forensics episode too. if yeah. you are a fan of me you're on i mean i'm in that episode I, i'm a big fan of the show thanks um, man. i'm looking forward to you adam ruining hollywood i'm excited about that oh yeah, yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be next season that's yeah. gonna be a fun premise and so when new episodes coming out in august or september i was just about to say when so uh late summer early fall for new episodes adam yep. thanks again for joining me oh my god so much fun as always, shitheads, I'm your boy, the number one fuck boy, John Gabris. Such John a Gabris. weird thing to <laughs> call a, yourself. I know. I don't know how it started. <laughs> and Cypher Sounds once explained to me that a fuck boy is like the people, the guy who gets raped be. at the uh, in uh, in jail. He's like the dude who everyone fucks in jail. Oh, is that what it means? And that's where it came from. So that's why fuck boy is such a negative connotation. Wow, I love it. Yeah, and I I chose that as my own nickname. <laughs> so uh, for all those little number two fuck boy and fuck girls out there, don't forget to go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Do me a favor. Give me five stars and roast me in the comments, and I'll read it on the show. You guys know how that works. Um, what else do I want you to do? Yeah, just fucking... I said this on the last episode. Find one friend that you think you can sell on one episode of my show. Go to your friend who you know who loves Predator, or your friend who you know who loves video games, or your friend who you know who loves fat guys, and go, hey... You should check out this podcast and get them on yeah. one episode. Get them in one episode. You got a fitness friend. You got a meathead friend. I got three fitness episodes with Eugene. Check it out. Whoa. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and I'm begging you to watch it, it's kind of weird and you're like the wrong audience, <laughs> but get one friend to watch it for fuck's sake or listen to it, whatever it's called. All right. Thanks, shitheads. See you later. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.